Welcome once again to the Merit Shop Pod, a production of the Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan. I am your host, Jeff Wiggins, State Director for ABC of Michigan, coming to you from Freedom Studio B, that being my basement. Today we will be joined by ABC National's Vice President of Health, Safety, Environment, and Workforce Development, Mr. Greg Sizemore, making his second appearance on the pod. Talk with Greg about how ABC is working with the White House during this time as it was named by President Trump as one of the great American economic revival industry groups. We also discuss the impact this COVID-19 pandemic has had on day-to-day operations on essential job sites in our industry and approaches to workforce safety moving forward. With that in mind, I wanted to take this opportunity to urge ABC members across our great state to take the Back to Work Safely pledge, which was announced earlier this morning. As this crisis has developed, construction industry leaders have taken immediate action, pursuing necessary changes and upgrades for all safety protocols as construction job sites were deemed essential and part of our critical infrastructure in many states across the country. The Construction Industry Safety Coalition, comprised of over 25 construction industry trade associations, set out to create a template plan for contractors to tailor to their respective states' directives that would properly provide guidance in order for work to continue. Utilizing the most current information provided by the CDC and OSHA on the COVID-19 virus, the template provides a comprehensive layout for businesses regarding exposure, prevention, preparedness, and response. As builders, contractors, and others in the industry have implemented this template across the country, it has been demonstrated that construction work can be performed effectively and safely while maintaining social distancing and industry standards. Construction employers are doing what is required to keep their workers safe, working, and part of the solution to get this economy, our state, and our country back on track. To be clear, this is not business as usual. Safety measures that have proven to be effective in the fight against COVID-19 must continue to remain in place as we continue to flatten the curve. In these unprecedented times, we look to those who act responsibly, professionally, and safely The employers and workers in the construction industry that adhere to this template provide prime examples of how it can and should be done. That being said, let's head into our interview with ABC National Vice President, Mr. Greg Sizemore. All right, and now we are joined by the Vice President of Health, Safety, Environment, and Workforce Development at the Associated Builders and Contractors, the national organization, Mr. Greg Sizemore. Greg, great to talk with you again. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Good morning. Well, I, I believe you are the uh, first uh, multiple appearance guest we've had on the podcast so far. We sat down last summer and talked about uh, safety in our industry when we were out in Washington, D.C., but uh, you, you are you are officially a, a Merit Shop Pod All-Star now. Ah, that's awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> I've never been a Pod All-Star before, Jeff. There we go. The first time for everything. So, that's all right. right. Well, I guess we'll go right into it. You know, the, the president yesterday announced a bunch of, uh, you know, groups that are helping out with trying to get the economy back on track. I think at first he called it a task force, but uh, you know, some of the companies that were named Lockheed Martin, McDonald's, Starbucks, ranging from all across the uh, economic spectrum in the, in the country. But uh, from an ABC perspective, we've kind of been 
on the forefront of communicating with the White House and working with the White House long before this unique situation presented itself. And I'm going to I'm going to venture, I guess, long after this is this problem is all solved. How, how are we serving as a voice right now to the to the White House and, and, and quite frankly, the leaders in Washington? Well, that is a great question, Jeff. To be, be candid with you, I mean, we are in constant communications with the administrations uh, with regards to the needs of keeping construction work vibrant in America today. Uh, certainly from the standpoint of being engaged in the new uncharted territory of the construction projects of today. And then also think back to, as you said, uh, it's just been a couple of years ago where we actually uh, made the pledge to the president to upskill 500,000 Americans. And, you know, COVID-19 doesn't slow us down in that commitment. We are going to continue to do this. We're going to have to do it differently. We all know this. This is uncharted territory. This is uncharted waters for us. But we are continuously engaged with various aspects of the administration, including the White House, letting them know that they can count on Associated Builders and Contractors, our 69 chapters, and 21,000 member firms. And this is a, that's a good thing uh, for the administration to hear on a regular cadence in Washington, D.C. and abroad. Yeah, and I think that's something that everybody can get behind, whether – uh, Republican, Democrat, left or right, I think going about this the right way and having that type of input, letting them know how it's affecting our members uh, is going to be a great way in helping find the solutions to solve a lot of these problems that we're going to experience going forward. It's so right, Jeff. I mean, when you begin to think about uh, things that galvanize the United States or galvanize America or galvanize our society. Unfortunately, in many instances, it's these catastrophic events that occur. It's these things that happen that will become these catalysts. Think back to the 9-11s. Think back to uh, other situations uh, that occur in America. But what it does is it galvanizes America. And this is labor neutral. And this is bipartisan on a lot of levels. Now, bear in mind, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats do have different platforms. But at the end of the day, when you begin to talk about workers in America and people being employed, gainfully employed, having lifelong career opportunities, and you begin to talk about safety in the workplace, that's bipartisan. That's labor neutral. And so it's a good time to be in this space because it does galvanize us together. You mentioned safety in the workplace, Greg, and I'm glad you did because that's, uh, that's a great segue into our uh, uh, next topic here. You authored an article that was printed in some uh, construction magazines shared throughout social media a few weeks ago, and it was uh, basically how contractors are operating uh, in these unique times. But it seemed to be the main point of your piece was focusing on that safety. Could you maybe expound on that a little more? Well, if you remember some of the narrative that was happening at the time, Jeff, there was this big push to keep certain aspects of work in America going. They deemed that, and I'm using air quotes here, essential, okay? And and there was a push for uh, construction, still is a push, to keep that essential in America today. Having said that, we know state by state by state, local by local by local, there was various interpretations of what essential was. And when I was approached by Construction Dive to write the article, it really allowed me to say, regardless of whether this is essential or not, 
construction as we know it has significantly changed. Okay, so it doesn't matter. It still has to be safe, whether it's deemed essential or not. Construction has to be safe. There's no excuses. And the safety that we've looked at for decades has literally been on the personal protective equipment. That is the steel-toed boots, the hard hats, the gloves, the earplugs, all safety glasses, all the things that would keep Mr. or Mrs. Construction Craft Professional safe while they do their job, body harnesses and those types of things. That's personal protective equipment. What we were able to do here is really kind of twist this narrative around. We now have personal protective actions, what I'm calling PPA. Okay, I don't know if I've created that, but it's a term that I'm wanting to use now that says, listen, there is action required here. I can give you safety glasses. I can give you steel-toed boots. I can give you hard hats and gloves and earplugs and all the PPE, but there has to be an action associated with that. And again, when you think about things that really change our industry for the good, typically it's a disruption Okay, in our industry, if something happens there. And so what we now realize is though we have preached housekeeping, okay, housekeeping in our industry for decades, okay, a clean workspace is a smart workplace, a clean workplace is a safe workplace. We are now having to put health in this column. It now becomes a hygiene thing, okay? When you begin to talk to contractors today and you think about how that looks different as a result of a virus that has gone to a pandemic, that social distancing now comes into play on a job site, never had to contend with that. That means that you've got to look at your work processes different, Jeff. It means that you've got to try to determine how this fitter and this welder who have to maintain social distancing can work together, how this helper and this craft professionalist journey level worker have to work together. How do you do this? And so the dynamic of the construction environment has significantly changed, and we have to focus on this hygiene. So this disruption or disturbance really is allowing us to focus on hygiene as part of our workforce. I use the example of in all of the years that I worked in the field, one of the most significant occurrence when you moved on to a job site during mobilization was getting your electrical power up and running. You had to have your electrical grid, whether it was getting your trailer up, whether it was getting your power distributed around the project for temporary power. What Electricity was the focus, and water, i.e. pipe and plumbing, kind of followed suit there. You could make do with you could make do with holding tanks. You could make do without running water and use the proverbial gojo, okay, to so close to clean your hands. What we're seeing now is now that hygiene has really taken a big place, and the only way to really combat that, per the CDC, is to make sure that you have good hygiene practices, running water, soap, the ability to clean and sterilize, good facilities for our employees to work in. This is the catalyst that's going to significantly change the way construction projects occur. Right, and and we saw that in the uh, Construction Industry Safety Coalition's template that they put out for ABC members, members across the country of, of various construction organizations, highlighting those types of 
uh, hygienic best practices, whether it's that's right. Sterilizing tools, not sharing tools, uh, mm-hmm. making sure how, how far you are apart from the from a, from another worker and, and, and recording what type of uh, materials are being used, uh, disinfectants and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's a completely different aspect. But uh, I'm proud to say it looks like our industry has risen to the risen to the challenge and is is providing solutions to these problems. We, as we work we absolutely have. We absolutely have, and uh, it is important that we give a shout-out to the Construction Industry Safety Coalition. Uh, these are 25 of the largest associations in America focused on ensuring that we have safe and healthy projects. And so this document that we created provides that guidance for our chapters and our members to make sure that when they move back into that job site that they have the right things in the right place, and that now this hygiene, sanitation, health component of safety are at the forefront. So we've authored a great document there, and I would encourage uh, any member of ABC or any contractor that is interested, member or not, if you're listening to this podcast, they're available at abc.org on our uh, coronavirus update page. You can download these things, and really it is a roadmap on how to move back into a safe and healthy work project. Very good. And the the best part about it is is it's not really state-specific. It allows you to tailor it to whatever orders are in place or whatever restrictions or non-restrictions are affecting your workers. But I want to be respectful of your time, Greg, and I appreciate you joining us. But uh, one more question as we, as we move forward, looking out maybe three weeks, eight weeks, 20 weeks, what do you think are going to be the most important things our industry can do uh, to help uh, in order to ensure that uh, we're helping get our economy back on track. What, what's going to be, how is the construction industry going to be asked to, what kind of burdens are we going to be shoulder or asked to shoulder as we get our economy back on track here? Well, I think it really is going to be things that we need to keep our eye on the ball. Uh, again, uh, workplace safety and health, hygiene, those types of things. Uh, That's a new view for a safety professional. And again, I've been doing this for many, many years, and I've always looked at protecting uh, Mr. and Mrs. Construction Worker in one one way, and frankly, this has radically changed a paradigm. So it is a significant paradigm shift, uh, the way we look at projects. And so the most significant challenge will be initially getting that. And, and, And again, for the construction professionals out there, we understand this is a leadership moment. We got one opportunity to do this right when we engage again. Okay, we need to take the time to do it right. Our hearts, our thoughts, and our prayers go out for those that are affected by COVID-19. And we know that those that are out there that are dealing with this right now, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You know, I believe the fabric of America is based on diversity and the ability to be agile and respond to change. And this thing will pass in time, but we cannot think for one moment that the paradigm has not shifted. So that's one of the biggest challenges as far as how we execute work. Secondly, you have to understand that there's been a significant, what I want to call supply chain effect here. 
you know, what was typically something, the norm, you mentioned it well. Think about this. Now, uh, on a typical job site, Jeff, you have a tool crib or a tool trailer. And Joe walks up there and grabs a tool and uses it for an hour, and they throw it back in a bin. And then, you know, Jim or Jane or whomever walks up there and grabs that same tool later out of that bin. Never a thought was given to tool sterilization. Never a thought was given to how do you manage this. And so now you're going to assign a tool to Jim or Joe or Jane, and that means you may have to have additional tools in your tool crib. So the way you're going to look at the supply chain and what's going to happen across America. So just bear in mind, I use this analogy all the time. You cannot play ping pong in America today unless a construction worker touched something to allow that machine to be in a building that was designed by an architect built by a construction worker to make that ping pong ball. Same thing today. As we re-engage in America, whether it happens state by state, as the president starts to roll out the new national agenda for infrastructure build or what have you, we've got to look at it as a supply chain, and there's going to be a lot of pent-up demand based upon just the way work's been held. It's a two, so I'm saying that, you know, we're going to have to look at a project separate. We've got to focus on the supply chain, and we've got to engage our employees. Employee involvement and safety and health on the project will have to be raised to an all-time high. Around the country right now, there are various contractors, various associations that are conducting uh, safety stand downs to remind the employees of what's happening out there with regards to coronavirus. Next week, we're going to be sending information out, or we're going to send out information today, but next week, we're going to hope that ABC chapters can do this so that they can promote this to their contractors. And the reality is, is employee engagement and safety, leadership's commitment will make a difference in the way we run our construction projects in the future. Big challenges for us, Jeff. Big things, big rocks out there for us. Absolutely. But again, we're resilient. We are the construction workforce. And the reality of that says there is safety and security in knowing that if we get back engaged and we open up projects, we do so safe, safely. We do it with a focus on health. We change the paradigm of the way we look at actions and critical path and activities from social distancing to PPE to tool sharing and sanitation, all of these things. The reality is, is I believe in the long run, we're going to be a more attractive industry for the next generation of craft workers to come into because they're not going to see it as that same old, same old. Again, the industry has definitely changed. The paradigm has shifted. And now's the time for us to move in a direction that is going to ensure that we have safe and healthy projects for all Americans to work on. We're going to be back and stronger than ever. That's what it sounds like we're hearing from Greg Sizemore out at ABC National. Thank you, Greg, again for joining us. Always a pleasure to speak with you and look forward to the day where we can uh, meet each other again in person and, uh, and once we're all through this. Listen, you stay safe and stay healthy, buddy. I, I, it's good to be on the call. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your first repeat customer for your podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, well, I'll let you know how the reviews come in. So, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Take you. care. Always great to talk with Greg and hear of all the ways ABC is working with others in the industry and our government to get our economy back on track. 
And I thank you for joining me on this edition of the Merit Shop Pod as we continue through these unprecedented times. It is our goal at ABC of Michigan and the chapters across the state to provide you continued updates on the executive orders, directives, and guidance coming out of Lansing and Washington, as well as to inform you of the resources available to your business and your employees. And don't forget to take the Back to Work Safely pledge, demonstrating that our industry knows how to operate safely and responsibly, even in these trying times. Of course, you can always visit our COVID-19 page at our website, which is at www.abcmi.com news COVID-19. Also, to get real-time updates throughout the day, be sure you're following our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and our handle is at ABC Michigan. You can also subscribe to our podcast to get the episodes as soon as they are released on the audio platform of your choosing. We are on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. And of course, as always, until next time, be well, my friends. Be well, my friends.